0: and definitely check out those shows as well. Go to ZiviOwens.com. Jenny Mullen is the author of Dictator Lunches, inspired meals that will compel even the toughest of tyrants. And then she crosses that out and says, children. (laughs) Jenny Mullen is a writer, actor, Instagram personality, and the New York Times bestselling author of the essay collections, I Like You Just the Way I Am, and Live Fast, Die Hot. Her digital series, I Like You Just the Way I Am, which she wrote and in which she stars, currently streams on ABC Digital. Heralded by the Huffington Post as one of the funniest women on both Twitter and Instagram and named one of five to follow by T Magazine, Jenny currently writes a column for Parents Magazine and has contributed to Cosmopolitan, Glamour, Elle, New York, Grubhub, and Playboy Online. She has been a recurring co-host on The Wendy Williams Show and regularly appears on GMA Today and Rachel Ray. She is also the author of City of Likes, which came out this summer. And she and I did a really fun launch event together, which was wonderful and amazing. And I just really adore her. She also was kind enough to have me on her podcast called The Third Wheel. And Kyle and I, my husband Kyle and I went on her show, which she was kind enough to interview us for and interviews lots of really interesting couples. So you should definitely check out The Third Wheel as well. Welcome, Jenny. Thanks for coming on. Moms don't have time to read books to discuss dictator lunches. I can't believe we're back here already. I feel like I just released your last episode about city of likes and everything. But amazing. I know. I'm I'm
1: thrilled to have an, have another excuse to get on your podcast.
0: Seriously, we should just be doing this every couple months. You know, let's. See I'm what just what trying doing. to snore in and get some face <laughs> time with you. <laughs> it's all a ruse to uh, Yes. To yes. Okay, Dictator Lunches. I loved your introduction all about like your mom and your you were like you said something funny like for anyone else whose parents were either, you know, not available or dating at night. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, work right? days and dated nights. Yes. That's like, you know, work days and dated at night. I was like, "Who?" who tell, so that obviously goes back to your amazing childhood, which you've written about. As you know, I love the memoirs that you wrote about your childhood and the fact that you ended up like making these ridiculously amazing things. I know you said you're trying, you're not trying to shame other parents, but like, oh my gosh, how are you doing this? Oh my God. Yeah. I think it's just because food, you know,
1: food is my love language. So for me, the making of lunches is, it's just, it's such a, it's a fun activity and it's also a way to communicate with them. It's a sublimation of my guilt. It's a way for me to sort of be with them when I'm not with them. It's, you know, I'm able to kind of have a dialogue with them when they are off at school and they're, you know, to kind of give them this sense of constancy that I, as you know, did not have in my life. Um, uh, so, you know, for me, it's really been all about the food. There are so many other ways that I'm failing as a mom. So I feel like anybody who could, there's no way anybody who knows me in real life could think that I would be shaming them because of the, they, those people know what a hot mess I am.
0: But the <laughs> so lunches. I
1: clear, uh, uh, yeah. I have to cl- make it clear from the, from the jump that like, no, I'm no, Mexican, Mexican, a theater major. If I can make these lunches, you can too. <laughs>
0: So for listeners who do not have dictator lunches in front of them, let me just say that this is a beautifully photographed book with recipes, pictures, little tips, and just massive inspiration. And what I was not expecting is how international the cuisine in your lunchboxes is. So you have all everything from an Israeli day to the Mediterranean to Korean food. Your kids eat all this stuff. My kids eat nothing. Yeah, you know, we've always
1: been... Jason's just, you know, an insane foodie. He, he, But he didn't grow up that way. I mean, he didn't know what romaine lettuce was until he was probably 22, 23 years old. But then he got famous and got a little bit of money. <laughs> started eating better. I guess I don't know what happened to him, but yeah, so he's, he's obsessed with food and has always been all about, you know, we have to push the envelope. We have to make sure our kids eat everything. We want to make sure that they appreciate other cultures and, you know, aren't always ordering off the kid's menu. And so, so that was super important to Jason. And I grew up in a family where nutrition and exercise and all of, you know, all of the thing all all of the pros and cons that come with that you know that was my childhood so together we decided we're going to raise these kids eating like they're adults and as long as we kept a poker face especially when sid was younger he didn't really know any better so he was eating you know guatemalan pupusas and like you know uh, zucchini pasta he didn't really have a clue i remember i had this brilliant idea when i was when he was a baby i was like what if we just took a date and put it in a Kit Kat wrapper, would he really know the difference? Because he's never had a Kit Kat. And forever, I was like, I'm a genius. This is a genius. And the minute I gave it to my sister's kid, he's like, this is a goddamn date. (laughs) Okay, So only our child. But now, I mean, you know, it's backfired in some ways because now he'll go to certain people's houses. And my sister called me and she's like, Jenny, she's like, he asked me if he could keep the Dorito package. I was like, oh, shit. And I said, it's Sam. This kid has like Mr. Softy like every other day. He's not deprived. He's just a hoarder. (laughs) (laughs) No, Jenny, I think you're fucking him up. So, you know, I've had to, now it's all about just like intuitive eating. And now that he's eight and a half, it's like, he really, he eats everything. He likes so many different things that like, I don't feel like I need to I mean, it's called dictator lunches, not because I'm the dictator. He's the one who's giving me the thumbs up or thumbs down. So I'm just like purveying and he kind of like picks and chooses some days better than others.
0: I, you know, I, tr- I feel like with my older kids, I gave them all sorts of food when they were little Similarly, like, let's just pretend that this is all they're ever gonna eat and they'll like it. You know, like, what if they had been born in some other country? This is what they would eat, right? Like, what, how are they to know? But I feel like they got to a certain age and were like, no thanks. Like, we're not eating this. So I don't know what I did wrong, but I, you know, even now we have like all this wonderful healthy food, but they don't take it, they don't eat it. They'll put it on their plate and they don't eat it. I can't like force it down their throats. See, I'm,
1: I would like, sometimes I think that it's like, that's why I love not being around because I think that lunch is such an interesting time to sort of wage war Mm. (laughs) because we are out of the dynamic. There's a power struggle that goes on at home where Sid's like, I'm not going to eat a Brussels sprout. And then, you know, one day I came home, we had a Brussels sprout. He's like, had one, don't tell anybody. I'll (laughs) kill you if you tell anybody, but I liked it. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that I, I think that oftentimes, you know, again, food equals love. And there's so much other stuff attached to the food that when the parent is around, the dynamic changes. And But lunch is a fun time to sort of experiment and say like, okay, if you're hungry enough, if you did throw that tantrum at breakfast and refused the oatmeal I gave you, how hungry do you have to be to try this quinoa pasta or whatever it is, you know? I don't know.
0: Maybe, well, your kids are... Well, anyway, this is the not... The younger about one my. won't.
1: The younger one like throws shit, you know? Like he's definitely... He's a harder sell.
0: Yeah. He's a harder sell for me. But, but then the, the things he does like are odd. But your level of creativity with these lunches, I mean, are you literally doing these every day? How often are you making the lunches? And are you doing it all yourself? Like. Really? Yeah, but but
1: I uh, oftentimes there's a lot of leftovers. So it's like the pasta will usually be like, what did we have for dinner last night? I'm throwing that in. Okay, we have like leftover barbudo chicken that's getting recycled and you know put into a pita. So it's it's more Curation than it is a lot of prep most of the time. But I have so much fun doing it. For me, it's, I'm a storyteller. So I love like coming up with the story. And since I don't know how to turn the TV on in my house, there is some downtime after the kids are asleep where like I'm sort of lost. And that's usually when I kind of get into it.
0: Wow. The polar bear was, you have two different versions of a polar bear, which I noticed because my, one of my kids (laughs) has like a real affinity for polar bears. And you had one with a bunch of like black lentils or black beans or something in the middle. And then one was just like all like sushi rice or something. (laughs) Tell me about like, do you go for a given shape or a given animal? Or you're just like, Oh, this would be a perfect, whatever. Like you're, how do you come up with all of these things? And even there was one with teeth. What was the one with teeth? Like an apple. Oh, yeah. I'm the like, apple mouse. Thinking about this, this is amazing. Well, you
1: know, some of it is just like I'll go online and I look at these like bento artists, these like Japanese bento artists, and see the stuff they're doing and think, I'll never be able to do that. But what is like the Jenny like hack version of that? And that's where I found like the Pokeball made out of the baby bell, which I found like to be like, that was a real crowd pleaser. And (laughs) I'm trying to like win my son over, you know, on some level. I'm just like, I want all your friends to tell you like how rad
0: I am. Really Sorry about it's what like, other kids think about you as a mom. This is yeah, this is the I'm approval trying to you are seeking. <laughs> yes, that's the
1: most approval I need now. Okay. Like that's who my mom do is like the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Like forget, forget the my like Instagram followers. I want the kids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm grooming my future audience here. We've got to sustain. I need to... Yeah, I need to stay
1: relevant. Otherwise, they're going to put me in a home. (laughs) So that's what I'm on to. No, and then I'll just find little like... I'll go on Amazon and search rice molds. And it's just kind of whatever comes up. Wow. I have never searched. Not I didn't go in searching for the pandas. They just found me. (laughs) But then what do you do for your own food? My own food? Well, I'm usually eating whatever the leftovers are. I'm usually eating whatever scraps that didn't make it into the lunchbox. Also, I will, you know, like for me, I'm one of those people who like, I can't wait till dinner time. I'm eating as I'm cooking. So by the time I've plated stuff, I'm so full. And my friends actually hate it. My, my, fr- my girlfriend, my best friend in LA alley tells the story of like the first time Jason came over to have dinner with me. I was living in this, this apartment across from Fox on like Pico in, I don't know where we're Beverly Hills. And he, she said, I basically took a frozen bag of shrimp from Costco, threw it on the outside barbecue by the pool and then proceeded to eat each one as they were ready before he even got there. <laughs> so like, that's sort of still my method of cooking. <laughs> I just do it for the kids now. Wow. I save a couple shrimp for the kids.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot
0: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I just, I have trouble. Cooking is one thing that I cannot sort of fit into my crazy life. Like I'm very lucky that, Kyle, my husband cooks and he loves to do that. And sometimes we have someone help because I can't, can't, I'm not good at cooking. I get very stressed about it. It takes so much time. I'm like, somebody else is better at this than I am. Like I have to use my time this way, but you seem to be able to do all the things.
1: No, I love giving somebody else my recipe. Like I will have my nanny Sylvia. I'll be like, will you make the coconut rice tonight? And then it'll just be there when I get home. So I, I know I love doing that. I love being able to, my girlfriend, Joss always says, she's like, you know, the meal was made by my wife, but it was inspired by me. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect because Jason's a far better cook than I am. I mean, Jason could have a restaurant. He is such an amazing, he, he's just very detail oriented, which I am not. So I love giving him one of my recipes and saying, make this for me. But sometimes he's like, if you won't let me put butter in it, then I'm not gonna say that it's my recipe. So he gets to be, he's he's pretty particular about the ingredients he uses. That's why it's better to ask Sylvia to do it.
0: So for the (laughs) average mom at home or whatever, who's trying to make a, a lunchbox, just take it up a notch. Maybe they're not at your level of creativity quite yet. Or, you know, they don't have leftover Korean food because they haven't ordered it to begin with or whatever. How can you make yes. lunch a little better like than throwing in some cucumber sticks so and maybe like a bagel or, you know, like right. what, what can what can people do with like the resources that they have? Okay. So there are so many easy hacks. One of the
1: things I love to do is I take a Benadryl syringe. Okay. Everyone has a be- random Benadryl syringe. I'm like, syringe you're feeding you your kids, kids
0: Benadryl. That is the answer that I am feeding my kids.
1: <laughs> that is the key. So you take a Benadryl syringe or any syringe, and then you take, like, uh, let's take like a, you know, a thing of yogurt, plain yogurt. You, what do you call it? You pipe the, pipe the yogurt in, into the little syringe, and then you can just fill little raspberries. And you have these little tiny raspberry parfaits. You can throw either a piece of granola on top or like a chocolate chip on top. They look so cute. And then you're getting a little bit of protein. You can pop the raspberry into your mouth. You don't need to send a spoon. It's not a giant mess with the yogurt, but it's just like fun. It looks cute. And my kids go crazy for it. They think it's like, you know, candy. So that's a really fun one. I also love, I just posted about this everybody thinks they can't send avocados anywhere because they will brown immediately. But if you cover the top of the avocado in either seeds, you can use sesame seeds. You can use bee pollen. I sometimes use hemp seeds, whatever you want. You just cover the top. Once you scoop into it, it's like, it's as green as ever. You can't, the oxidation doesn't have a taste to it. It just looks terrible. Mm -hmm. So if you hide that,
0: Interesting. Even
1: from yourself, you're sending, you know, taking a salad to to work with you. It's just like a great, easy hack.
0: That's a good thing. Things
1: like that. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, I don't know, I've just sort of stumbled upon and and thought to myself, oh, okay, I'm going to adopt that. It's nothing that I, I'm not like
0: reinventing the wheel or anything. (laughs) Oh, I think it's amazing. I'm going to totally try the raspberry chick. I'm not even sure we
1: The have. raspberries are fun.
0: Yeah. You know what else is so
1: easy that I always thought was so difficult are these sort of like the Vietnamese spring rolls. It's that rice paper and yep. you get it and it looks so hard and intimidating. But once it's wet, it's just like a giant, like almost looks like a sheet mask yep. made of glue. Yeah. So anything you stuff inside, unlike a burrito that falls apart on me immediately, it just sticks to itself. That's just like heaven. So what do you put in? Heaven in me i'll put like i'll put in like leftover roasted sweet potatoes i'll put in some like you know kale salad if i have it i'll put in either like almond butter for myself or like you know if i'm sending it to school usually like a tahini you know hummus whatever but it's it's an easy quick it's it's honestly like easier than like sitting there trying to like roll up yeah. little, you know, I've seen people doing these little pinwheels with right, the, right, the right. Yeah, making bread it. and I'm like, how does that stay together? Yeah. Mayo. <laughs> Mayo, Mayo. <or>
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Mayo. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Wait, So what was the process like putting this whole cookbook together? Not even
1: cook- yeah, cookbook. Well, oh my God. It is so different than writing a novel. The novel was so insular and I was so just like I micromanaged the shit out of it. I mean, it really was, every single word was me and where do I want it? And and that doesn't sound like me. We have to change that sentence. You know, things, I just couldn't not control it. Even though I'm, I'm fine cutting stuff, I'm not like precious about things. I'm actually like quick to like delete pages and pages. But with the novel, it was like it needed to be my... My vision, and with the cookbook, it's so many other people. There are so many people involved. I had a recipe developer. I had a food stylist, Monica. I had Lauren, who's like the most incredible photographer I've ever worked with. I had this woman, Maeve, who did all the prop styling. It's I had Michaela, who's like a chef that I work with that you know helped me sort of retest things. And this woman, Michelle, in Tennessee, who you know would call me and be like, wait. Peas with mint, peas with mint. I'm telling you, peas with mint. So it was just much more collaborative. It was a totally different experience. I mean, I feel like this is my book, but it's also their book. It's not really just me.
0: Yeah. But you still have your voice. It's all, it feels very you in all the. Yeah. I mean, yes.
1: But I also threw that part together. Like, I feel like that was just me, like, talking to a girlfriend in an email. (laughs) Yeah. Versus, like, laboring over, like, you know, chapter after chapter of something that had to sustain for three hundred words. <laughs> wow.
0: I mean, this is so cool because you've done memoir, you've done fiction, you've done cookbooks. Like, right, when is your children's book? Are you going to do a children's book? I got to do it. I mean, you tell me. Should I, I? Like think that, that should a be your next opinion? thing, right? That's that would be easy. That wouldn't take you long.
1: <laughs>
0: is it fun?
1: How do you find it?
0: How do I? Fi- how do you find what to write about? Well, how do you? Fi- how did you find doing children's? I, I thought it was great. I, for whatever reason, I wasn't expecting on, on my events to like literally be talking to like babies. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was very humbling. I'm like here, you know, oh, I'm like on the floor. I was like, there. this is crazy, but I'm dying. That's hysterical. That yeah. is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe this is what I'm doing at like four o'clock on like a Thursday. It's being like, you see, I mean, I love reading to kids. I mean, I read to my own kids all the time. I love that. You know, I just, I'm like, oh. but yeah, you do. Yeah, I get that. I, I just like, couldn't, I'm like, if I could just keep their attention for two seconds, you know, but this totally. was, mine was geared to like three to six year olds. So I would maybe do a little older or something, but I thought it was fun. I think you should do it. Especially with the lunches thing. I feel like that could so easily be translated somehow into a book, right? About the, I don't know. I just feel like you put yourself in there and like the mom making the lunches and I don't know, maybe the lunches like come to life and the little panda bears, like, I, I don't know. I yeah. feel like you can do so much
1: there, like Right? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I always think of that movie and I, and I was talking about it in the book, like the reason I don't own a food processor is because I saw that movie Pulse in the 80s oh. where like all, the supply, the, all of the like appliances come to life and try to kill Joey Lawrence. <laughs> That's like weird. my <laughs> So moving right, the children's, the yes. children's version of pulse. Yeah. That might, there might be a, there might be a, there might be an in for me there.
0: There's that guy who does all the creepy carrots books, creepy carrots, creepy <laughs> underwear and all that. I feel like you could like team, to team up with, with like a creepy lunchbox or something. We could team up with them. That'd be funny. <laughs> okay. So funny. if you're not, assuming you're not doing the the kids books ASAP, you must have more stuff down the line aside from the dictator lunches. Tell me what is your next year? Where am I going to see you on Instagram? Like what's going on? Okay. So I'm about to pitch the, you know, I sold the
1: city of likes to Sony. So I'm about to, do the pilot for that. I'm I'm taking that out right now, or in two weeks, I guess. And then oh, I mean, I have to kind of like see what happens there, I guess. I owe them a script. And then I don't know, I want to do another memoir, to be honest. I just need to figure out how I'm gonna do it. You should go. in terms of just like the kid, you know, the kids and 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 how am I, how am I not totally
0: gonna just exploit them. <laughs> <laughs> you should. I love how you write about your life. I, I mean, oh my I, I, gosh. Often, you know, I loved the memoir too, but I mean the novel too, but the way you write about your life is just so, I mean, yeah. I told you, I like never laughed more ever reading. It that before. is, so, I'm so flattered. Yeah. That is so yeah. sweet. You're so funny. Okay. So what advice do you have to anybody trying to, well, let's just go to back to the food again, to someone about to make lunch today. What should they do? What do you, what do you, what do you got?
1: So today if you're making lunch today I would say let's pretend you're in New York City. I'm in, I'm in Bangkok so I don't really know what I would have <laughs> access to where I currently. But if I were in New York City today I would probably be making I'd make like a big I'd I'd make some sort of like watermelon maybe like a watermelon feta situation just because summer I want to like savor those those moments before it's full blown fall. But then of course I get into pumpkin season, which is my favorite season. I'm obsessed with anything pumpkin, but n- not like pumpkin latte. I mean more like kabocha pumpkin, uh-huh. like a pumpkin soup situation. So if I was in New York today, I'd do like a watermelon feta salad. And then I'd probably force Jason to barbecue some chicken since I don't know how to barbecue. And maybe I would do, I'd like to, do, I, I would probably would start my day because I haven't had this in a while. I would do like I would do a, a nut milk. I'd make a homemade nut milk, which I find to be actually so much easier than people let on. All you do is soak, soak nuts overnight in a bowl in the morning, blend them, like just do cashews. You don't need to even use like a strainer. You do cashews and hemp seeds. And so I
0: would make myself like a really big latte. That sounds awesome. Wow! Amazing. That'd be my that'd be my go to. I love it, Jenny. Thank you. I'm so excited to keep following your adventures on Instagram and through all your amazing books. And yeah, this has been, you know, this whole thing, podcast, all this stuff. One of the highlights is meeting people and like connecting. And I don't know, this is such a great example of, of one of those wonderful connections that that came out of it. Yes. Okay. Yes, I agree. I'm
1: so honored. I'm so flattered that you had me on again. Oh, please.
0: All right. Well, congratulations. And uh, thank you. Enjoy Bangkok. (laughs) Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Bye Jenny. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of moms don't have time to read books.